to lose two coaches off of your staff after two years of clearing, clear sailing, uh, you know, it's never a good thing to, to approach an offseason with. But, uh, you know, both situations were a little different. Casey, you know, we kind of had an idea that that might happen back in September. Mm -hmm. That was a possibility. Um, and as the season uh, neared its end, you know, it looked like it was more of a possibility of him leaving. And obviously, to become a head coach, assistant athletic director at a college is a great thing. So it was nice to see him go and and look at that next challenge. And then um, Carson was a little bit different. You know, Carson just got an opportunity. And in February, I found out about. It. I was actually heading down to California to see him, spent a few days with him, and he gave me the heads up right before I came down that that might be a possibility that he was going to get interviewed uh, by the Eagles. And then. I felt like if the Eagles interviewed him, there was a good chance he might be gone. Um, and when he got in front of them and, and did the interview, um, you know, he has a relationship there with the offensive coordinator. So, you know, that's a good thing always going into an interview, knowing somebody. And, um, you know, Carson's in, very intelligent, smart. He's disciplined. He's, he's about everything you want and look for in a coach. So uh, the rest was, you know, doing well in that and, and then being gone and then trying to find replacements. So, you know, that, that took the better part of a few months to do. Um, you know, but I feel very strongly that we have a great coaching staff um, and we'll have the replacements for those guys and they'll do a great job. Did you entertain going out and looking for another guy for OC or did you decide right away? No, not really. Um, you know, I feel like feel very strongly about the staff that we have with without Carson and just myself doing the offense coordinating and, and promoting Jordan to pass game coordinator who in my mind, you know, is kind of an offense coordinator in waiting. Um, you know, he's been on the job training with Carson the last two years. I feel like he's been doing a, a great job. He's learned an awful lot. And Carson's the type of coach I wanted Jordan to, le to learn from. Uh, very disciplined, very regimented, uh, you know, smart with the X's and O's, great detail. Um, so all the little things about Carson has definitely helped make Jordan a better coach. So I feel like Jordan's uh, the next up and comer. And this year, because it happened so late, you know, I'm going to be the guy that's going to kind of buffer that for now. And then we'll see. We'll see how, you know, our, the rest of our growth on our staff becomes. Each, each staff is different. Each year is different. So it presents its different challenges. And, you know, um, but I feel very strongly that on the offensive side, um, you know, with myself going into the coordinating role and, and the help I have around me already still with, you know, Gibby uh, still doing the, the run game coordinating the pa and the protections and then Jordan moving up to the pass game and you got still Princeton with a lot of experience in our offense uh, and then bringing along DJ McCarthy with some new ideas. I feel like we'll be well taken care of in that aspect. So you're kind of leaving the door open for possibly relinquishing the OC? Down the road, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where you – you look at you look at your staff every year and say you know who 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 has the right to move on and to get that and uh, you know who has the aspirations to get into that role and um, you know I know you know each year you'd like to see your guys move up and and get presented with different challenges um, you know but I don't think there's a time frame for it uh, I just know that it's inevitable I won't offensive coordinate forever. Um, I feel like you know it's always nice to have that offense coordinator on your staff and let the co head coach coach, but uh, and I've enjoyed that the last uh, year, but uh, you know each year, like I said, presents different different challenges, and this year that's just the challenge. It's on uh, my plate and uh, one that I'm looking forward to. But like I said, at the end of the day, down the road, um, I won't be doing it uh, forever. Can you speak to the consistency that you seem to have found from your three years here? I mean, there's. You've had virtually no turnaround. Obviously, a couple of guys have left, but I mean, it's pretty rare that you see that kind of stability in the coaching staff in pro football. Well, I think uh, exactly. I think 
first and foremost, I felt like I hired great people to begin with and guys that could do their job and guys I get al got along with and guys that are uh, team first guys and work hard. And, you know, I felt like it, it took the time to select the right guys and they've done an extremely good job. Um, I think it's also, I, I feel it's important to keep guys um, on your staff and work with them. And, you know, everyone gets better every year. I mean, you just learn from what you've done. And you, I think you, as long as you want to get better, you usually do. Um, I, I feel very close to our staff and close to the guys. And um, I feel like we've, we've forged a great relationship. Um, I, you know, I hate to, to lose the two guys that we lost. Um, but, you know, we took time to hire the next two guys, and I feel like they're going to fit in just the same. So uh, we still have lots of continuity on our staff, and I feel it's important. I feel like for the players to hear the, the, the same message, um, you know, obviously we tweak things as the year goes on and as the offseason presents itself. You know, we look at things that we could do better. But at the end of the day, our schemes are our schemes, and I like the thought of our players, you know, getting right back into playing with the same schemes in place. What's the process for you when you're hiring a new assistant coach? How long do you like to talk to guys? How long do you need to talk to guys before you can make a decision? It, it varies, to be quite honest with you. Um, you know, I have had a history with uh, Travis, you know, being able to hire him and Kelly, uh, being able to hire both of those. I played with Kelly and uh, with Travis. I was on a staff that had him as a player, so I knew what, kind of what you're getting into. Um, I think anytime you're hiring guys that you don't know as much about, uh, DJ McCarthy for one, um, but even DJ, two years ago before I hired Carson, I had already interviewed DJ and kind of knew what he was about. And you have players like uh, Maurice Mann that played for him that I'm familiar with vouching for him. And you have Marcus Brady who's interviewed him and, and talks highly of him. So, you know, it makes it easier when someone that you know and trust uh, can vouch for the guy. And then when you do get in front of a, a coach, um, it's really just talking, talking ball, but getting to know the person and feel like it's a right fit for, for you personally and uh, as a staff to make sure he can fit in. So it takes time for each situation. It's all different. But I thought it was a pretty easy thing once I started talking to the right people. Can you describe the best you can what a quality control coach does? A little bit of everything, to be quite honest with you. Um, you know, it's there's reports in that. There's drawings in that. There's, um, you know, assisting the position coaches with uh, their daily routines, um, you know, getting ready for meetings, prepping, film breakdowns. Um, you know, a quality control guy does a, is a jack of all trades, really. He doesn't, he, um, there's a defined role and a defined set of things that he has to accomplish on a week-to-week -week basis. But, uh, you know, he's assisting with the, the assistant coaches and as far as me with the head coach, um, daily jobs that we have to do to accomplish our goal. And, um, you know, to have an off offensive one and a defensive one helps tremendous. It's, it's a great uh, help to our, to our staff. Kelly coming in for the offensive spot, and you talked about you played with him, you know him a little bit. That's a he's pretty good pedigree for, you know, he's been around as a player for a long time. He's been coaching for a long time. He's been a head coach at SFU. Yeah, I mean, Kelly's uh, kind of a unique situation for a quality control coach. Uh, part of the reason we went out to try to get him was because of that. You don't find that quality control guy generally with that experience, having played and then having coached and been in the CIS and been a head coach. So he's done quite a few jobs that uh, will help him out in his new role, but also help all of us out as coaches. I mean, he's got a different eye for the game, uh, different eye and experience seeing things. Um, he'll help out on both the offense and defense because defensively he can help out in the box and, and hope to, to talk about schemes with Benny and, and the defensive coaches. But on offense, he gives you another eye. We're going to teach him more of the pass game stuff so he becomes a more well-rounded coach. Uh, but obviously, you don't ever forget where 
where you came from. So that O-line, the running back pedigree will always help him. But, you know, his first and foremost job on offense will be working with the receivers coach and the DJ and working on the, that passing game side that he, he needs to learn.